In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today's uh, gospel reading is uh, from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. John, um, and it is on the seeking of Christ in Capernaum after the miracle of the feeding of the multitudes, okay? And so this is why Jesus was saying that you don't, you're not here to, to seek me, but because you ate of the five, you ate of the loaves and were filled. And so um, Jesus, he says to them, uh, he says this to, to them, and as you know, we many times, we will find the, the readings teaching us how to approach today's gospel message. And the readings today, if you, if you were paying attention, were very strong readings. And uh, St. Paul, he teaches us about who and what we are called to be in this world. He speaks to us about our identity. St. Peter, he teaches us to grow in the graces and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and that is to live uh, in pursuit of being saints. And in the reading of the Acts, there's the famous conversion of St. Paul, where God says it is hard to kick against the goads. And the goads is the, is the stick that directs the, the oxen. And he's saying, whether you like it or not, this is the direction that you are called to go. And so it brings us to the theme that I want to reflect on, which is spiritual discipline. And it comes from, obviously, disciple, to one to be in subjection to the will of God and his likeness, his likeness to be one who follows, to be one who is taught. And so the multitude who went looking for Jesus um, made an effort to see Jesus, but only to be confronted with the truth that they weren't seeking him for the right reasons. And when I read the, when I read the gospel passage, in the beginning of the interaction, one could argue that the people um, weren't trying to be deceptive. Uh, maybe they genuinely had a liking for Jesus, but they would soon discover that a deeper relationship with Jesus would be a bigger bite than they were willing or able to chew. And Jesus would, would teach them what is required. And when you, when you continue the gospel passage, um, he unfolds the requirements of the relationship. And he begins very lightly. He says, you must believe in the Son of God. Oh, okay. And then... And then he, the Son of God, he is the bread of life. Okay. Uh, you must eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. And then it started to get a little bit harder and harder for people to swallow. And so it was then that many of the disciples left. And so what caused this inability to pursue him further? Again, it, there was a, I think there was a genuine desire from the people to know Christ. Maybe they didn't even realize that their, that their liking for him or that their love for him was, was very shallow. And so what caused this inability to pursue him further? Father Matthew the poor, he uses the example of the eye when it comes speaking about restraint and discipline. And he's speaking about the eye of the heart, not the eye of, not the, eye of the face. He speaks about the simple eye versus the open eye. The simple eye is satisfied with the good things given to it by God, doesn't allow anything harmful to enter. And the open eye gives entry to impurities and to the cares of the world and thus becomes darkened. And so everything we come across, little by little, enters our hearts and sometimes we don't realize what impact it has on us. So to be his disciple, to be, discipline, to, to be dis disciplined, 
we're required to prepare for that discovery, um, to be confronted with the requirements of our relationship with him and what changes are necessary to get there. Uh, this past week, I had a kidney stone. Uh, so I know what it's like to birth a child, just letting... <laughs> it's worse, thank you. So mothers, I'm sorry, but... Um, and it was the worst, pace, worst pain that I ever experienced. And by the grace of God, it went away before the hospital admitted me and collected my copay. And I don't know why I got it, but if I consulted the doctor, then I would have to have paid the copay. So I said, I don't care. Uh, so let's say that it was because I haven't been drinking enough water. Slowly but surely, over time, the lack of discipline to consume enough water didn't seem like an issue each day until the effects of it eventually brought my whole body into subjection to that stone. My body became subjected to a stone that isn't visible to the naked eye. And when it happened, I thought, how in the world does something so tiny cause so much pain? So I thought, how many little things do I allow to enter into my eye, so to speak, that are building up um, and is or will cause such great pain to my spiritual life. And in order to discover what holds me back from pursuing a deeper relationship with God or to eradicate the source of pain, I have to visit the ER. I tried going to the urgent care and they said, no, you have to go to the ER. If I was admitted to the ER, my portion would have been a $250 copay. But the insurance company will pay maybe $20,000. Now, if I compare my copay to what the insurance is paying, it seems so insignificant, which we sometimes do with God. Well, the fasts are too much or too hard, or we justify ourselves or say these, these disciplines um, or my discipline in certain things, they don't do much in the grand scheme. And God knows that he's going to cough up more than what we put in. The insurance company knows that they're going to cough up a lot more than what I'm putting in. But they know that the $250 is enough to make me sure that my trip to the ER is worth it for the insurance company. And so spiritual discipline is the copay that I fork up to give insurance, to give assurance to myself and to God, who is the insurance company, who is going to contribute a lot more than I am, that my spirit is worth saving. So Lent, which is coming up, which is, I, I believe, why the church has 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 uh, uh, put the, these readings for us just before we are about to start the Lenten season. Lent is the most expensive copay season where we pay the highest deductibles. And it allows us to discover the difficult requirements of our relationship with him and what needs to be expelled in order for it to go deeper. And it's best to go into it with a new identity. If someone's trying to quit smoking, they say there are two types of people, two types of, of uh, of uh, quitters. One says, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. And another says, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. And so the first is one who identifies him themselves as a smoker, trying to simply change their behavior. And the second no longer identifies as a smoker. As we approach Lent, we might go through a change in diet or a change in, in ascetical practices and, and, try and, and disciplining ourselves. But I can try to go into it not as a time to change my behavior, but to change my identity, to enter Lent 
um, as the likeness of Christ, a person of sacrifice, a person of love, a person of boundaries, and a person of prayer. May God grant us all a fruitful Lenten season and to develop spiritual discipline so that we may share in St. Peter's response to Christ, which was at the end of, of the whole gospel. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? We, you have the words of eternal life. And glory be to God forever. Amen.